Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Define University podcast. Today's podcast is not a topic I really intended on recording. However, with everything going on right now with COVID-19, I I find to keep asking myself, what is it that I can share with the world? What is it that I can share out with educators to help them to continue defining who they are every single day as the educator, as the person, as the mom, as the wife, as the dad, as the sibling, as the you name it? How do I share what I know with the world? And so what I've been really mindful of and really aware of is what information am I putting out there? What information you know might be the most useful to people that I know that I can then share? Because at the end of the day, I'm not in the classroom right now. I am a behavior specialist, but that that's a really unique role. But what I am able to share is how you know the tips and the systems and the tricks that I've used to really change my own behavior. Because what I've learned is that when I change me, I get to then change everything around me. And right now, in this sea of unknown, the sea of uncertainty, what I do know is that I do know I can take that next step forward. I do know I can take one step because how we respond to these situations, whether it's a challenging student or a challenging situation, how we respond truly does define who we are. But I also want to take it one step further because we know when we're working with with challenging students, with students that are demonstrating challenging behavior, we know it's not enough just to respond. And so, and that's the message I want to share today as well. As we're setting up these new environments or these environments, these interim environments, because I, I wholeheartedly believe this is not going to be the be all end all. We will be back in school. We need to be back in school. Our kids need our schools. And yet right now we are finding ourselves as educators working from home. We are finding ourselves working from home, educating from home, teaching from home, whatever you want to call it. And so we have to look at it just like we would look at any plan, which means I have to look at both proactive lens and a reactive lens or a responsive lens. And so what I'm going to share with you today are 10 steps that you can take so you can stay productive while you're working at home, while you're teaching at home, while you're learning at home. Either in in the emphasis is going to be with kids at home because that is my life right now. As you know, I have a five-year-old daughter here with me. And so it is really important that I share what I know. But I but I can promise you that these steps are going to really be helpful whether you do have kids at home or not. They're going to just help you set up your day with this understanding of how can I still be productive when kind of my environment has changed, when all the things around me has changed. Because at the end of the day, we are still 100% us. I am still 100% me, no matter what role I'm living into. And it's it's that premise in and of itself that I am holding 
I'm holding tried and true right now in the face of uncertainty because the thing I do know that's certain is me. I get to keep showing up as me. I might not have all the answers. I might not know what to do in, in every sense of it, but I know how to show up as me. And so what, you know, the biggest thing I can encourage you today listening to this podcast is keep showing up as you are. Keep living into you. The goal, my, my motto, my mission, my, my purpose it's to, it's to, you know, be better today than I was yesterday and then learn from today to grow into tomorrow. So it's that power of action and reflection that really come together. That That's your powerhouse. That is your power combination to really help you live into your authentic self, to help you share your story because your story is your superhero, your superpower. Oh my goodness. All right, you guys. So let's dive on in. We've got 10 steps to staying productive while working at home. All right, so, and I will actually add before we jump in, these 10 steps were this week's freebie in my email subscription. So if you are already subscribed, that came to your email this week. If you are not, it's really easy to sign up. You just head on over to my website, Define University, that's Y-O-U, defineuniversity.com. You can sign up every single Sunday. I send an email with some notes from the week as well as a freebie just for you. So, all right, let's jump in. My first step, it's a really simple one, but it's so crucial. Get dressed every day, right? Simple, I know. If you know me, you know I'm all about small, simple, strategic. And, and I hear you, I'm all about spending the day in my pajamas too at some times, but when I do, I don't feel productive. So in order to maintain that routine and structure that I have every single day, I need to continue, and I'm gonna encourage you to do the same, Keep following those daily habits you've set for yourself, which for me includes getting dressed. I think so quickly when our schedules change, when things become different, we often then lose sight of those daily habits that are so crucial to us, that are so important. And so I really wanna encourage you, remember, we're not about making things more complex. I actually wanna do the opposite. I wanna make things simpler. Well, the simple thing to do is stick to the habits you already know. And a habit I know that I can be successful on every single day is getting dressed. And we know the link that when I'm successful, I have confidence and those two together over time lead to competence. So guys, when everything else feels out of control, when everything else is uncertain, do the things you know to do. Ask yourself, what can I do? Those four simple words, when they put together, that is a power statement. What can I do? What steps can I take? What action can I take to move myself forward, to build my momentum? And that starts with something as simple as getting dressed every day. The second step is to set up a work area, an area just for you that you can work at when you need to. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be enough space for you to get done what you need to get done. Now, if you are working with little kids at home, right? If you've got older kids, they're generally able to kind of go do their own thing. But if you've got littles at home, use a signal. Put a, put a picture on the door. Put a picture on your desk that's green when they can come in, what's red when they need to do an independent activity. And again, make this work for your kids. Make this work for who you've got at home. If you've got littles, you might be having them in the pack and play right next to you while you're working. 
totally okay. We got to do what we got to do. We got to be innovative. We got to think outside the box. But one way that I've been doing, so I have a five-year-old. She's pretty good at independent time. So I will give her a list of activities, a menu of what she can do during this independent time while I'm working. Things like puzzles, crafts, books, games, her dolls, her dollhouse. I'll just list out because she quickly forgets how many toys she does have. I don't know if any other moms can relate to me on that one, but she will be quick to say, I don't have anything else to play with. So I write it down for her. I make her a little list. And then I have a little sign that's on my door. And my door is open, but it's, you know, it's what she sees when she comes to the door. And if it's green, she knows she can come in. And if it's red, she knows to wait unless it's an emergency. So we've taught what those things mean, just like you taught your students what it's like to interrupt small groups or when it's okay to interrupt instruction, when it's okay to do X, Y, and Z. Those same systems get to work at home. We just have to be a little bit flexible and fluid in how we implement them. My third step is to use time blocking with flexibility. So in other words, have set work times and work hours and then have other times where it's designated for rest or break or play or learning, whatever it is. Part of the hardest thing for me about working from home is that there is no separation. There's no easy separation between work and home, right? It's it's not, I'm not leaving school to come here to my home. It's one in the same. So I we, we really need to, I need to be better and stronger with the boundaries that I have and I need to stick and commit to those boundaries that I have. When I use time blocking, I basically break apart my day into smaller chunks of time and I identify one to three tasks to be completed during each broken part of the day. What I love about time blocking is it's very similar to our stair-step approach that we use with behavior all the time or we use with goals all the time. I don't need to know all of it, right? So if I look ahead in the day and I know I have 16 waking hours, 16 hours that I'm awake to do X, Y, and Z, that can be really overwhelming. Am I going to make the best use of my time? What do I do at this time? I don't have enough time. All those things come into play. When instead, if I look at my day in one hour chunks at a time or two hour blocks at a time, it's a lot more manageable. I can handle each step as it comes. I know what I'm going to work on. I know where my focus is going to be, where my attention is going to be, and then my energy can flow there. Number four is I want you to incorporate a morning routine. I want you to start your day by serving yourself. And and I guarantee you will find that you then have more energy to serve to other people. Trust me on this one. My morning routine is the most sacred part of my day, and it's what provides me the energy and excitement to launch into the day ahead. So my morning routine starts with reading, starts with coffee, always, and it also starts with goal development, it starts with gratitude, and it incorporates my way of either meditating, journaling, whatever it is that I need for that morning. It's about an hour, I leave it flexible, I leave leave it fluid, but the whole goal is that I'm serving myself before I then serve others. The fifth step I want you to look at is I want you to think of working in a 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off mentality. So again, we mentioned, I talked about, it can be really hard to separate home and work um, right now when we are working from home. And so if we don't set those boundaries, it can be really tough. And so for me, and again, make this work for you, but for me, I work really well in shorter chunks of time than doing you know, four hours at once 
once. So for me, I do 45 minutes on whatever that looks like and I give myself a built-in 15-minute break. Take your breaks. You guys, how many times do we teach and preach to our students to take a break? Yet as adults, it's so hard for us to do the same. So use those breaks when they come. Get up, move around your house, play with your kid, read a book, listen to a podcast, get a snack. Do what you got to do to separate your mind outside of what you are doing so that when you re-engage with it, you are ready, you are refreshed, you've got the energy to move forward. If we force through the work, we're gonna, it's going to feel forced and we're not going to enjoy what we're doing. Take the breaks, 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off. Number six, I want you to identify a three for me for the day. So I also refer to this as the power three of the day. Basically, super simple, at the beginning of your day, identify the three tasks that when they are completed, they're basically gonna give you the biggest bang for your buck. You're gonna be able to walk away from the day saying, I crushed it, I did it. And you get to decide what three things those are. And some days they might be work associated and some days they may not. But those are your focus. That is what you are setting your intention to get done. And anything beyond that, that's just bonus things to celebrate. Is living into this being productive at home, productivity is not about starting 10 different things. That's what being busy is. And instead, productivity for me is I start things and I finish them. So what's better, starting 10 things or starting and finishing five, right? Really think about that because so often we will say, well, I'm really busy. Well, what does that mean? It means I've started a ton of things, but I didn't actually finish anything. So what if instead you could say, I started five things today, three things today, whatever that looks like, and I got them done. And I got them done with energy, with ease, with excitement, with fun, with laughter. That's what we all need more of right now. Number seven is rotate independent activities for your kids. So I mentioned before in the, when we were talking about setting up your work area, really, you know, honing into what independent skills do your kids have. And so just like adults, kids may become bored with the same activities, right? Especially if they've mastered it, especially if it's something that they really, they've kind of just over, you know, outgrown. They're not really sure what else to do with it. So I like to rotate those independent options, especially for Kaylee. Like I said, I will write her up a simple menu. I will give her choices. And that way I can rotate those items so she doesn't get bored. So she gets to keep having access to the things that she wants to do. I also will use things during those times as to what is available and what is not available. So there are times in our day on the menu, electronics are available. There is other times during the day where electronics aren't available. We rotate through them so it's not yes or no, you know, it's it's okay, it's not okay. It's just what's available and what's not. She uses the menu, I get to work, and again, we're rotating those pieces so that she too is practicing those independent skills. She's able to sustain her attention for a prolonged period of time, which is a huge executive functioning skill that I really want her to strengthen. Step eight is set up a station for your kids to work with you, right? It doesn't always have to be, I'm working, you're doing this. I think kids get so much from us as parents by seeing us model for them what it is they can do. And kids are always watching us. So use that to your advantage. Set up a workspace just for your kids, right? Make it look like yours. 
If you're excited about it, chances are your kids are going to be excited about it too. Think about, think about the classroom. If you have what could be a potentially boring lesson, right? As an educator, what do we do? We spice it up a little bit. We add memes to it. We add music. We add silly pictures in the midst of the PowerPoint. We use that element of surprise to catch kids off guard, to keep them engaged. Well, same thing. If I know I'm going to sit down on a 45-minute conference call, if I go tell Kaylee, okay, you know, mommy has to do this call. It might be a little bit boring for you, so I want you to do this instead. I've set the stage that it's going to be boring, where if instead I say, all right, mommy has to be on a call. I'm going to set you up on your own call too, and here's what I want you to do. And maybe I put her on, you know, an app on her tablet at that time, or I set her up on her own little work assignment that I need her to do while she has, you know, she has a desk right here in my office with me. So she will sit right there alongside me and she'll do her work and I can do mine. If our interest is high, kids' engagement is so much more likely to be high too. All right, number nine is to use batch work to your advantage. So the easiest way I can explain this is to do like things together. So think about if you had a a sink full of dirty dishes, you probably wouldn't wash one dish and then walk away, do something else, then come back 10 minutes later, wash another dish, and then come back. No, it would take you all day to wash the dishes. So instead, what do we do? We do it all at the same time. They're all like things. Same thing with your schedule. If you're lesson planning, if you're loading documents, do them together. Do all those things together. So you're, again, productivity is we want to get things done. So when I can get it done, it's easier if you're doing like things together. You're less likely to forget because that's what I've noticed. I've noticed if I start something and I walk away, most of the time I will forget to even come back. So this way, you're, you're assuring yourself you're going to get it done. And remember, when we get things done, we become more productive, which is really what we're all looking to be is as productive as we can at home with that flexibility, with that fluidity in our schedule. The last thing I'm going to offer you on, on today's episode is to give yourself space and grace. We aren't meant to do it all, especially in one day, and especially in the sense of this uncertainty, this unsure of what's going on. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to give yourself grace and to say, you know what, this is where I'm at right now and this is what I can do. So it's more than okay to listen to your heart and your mind and do what feels right. Do what you need to do for you. You can't go wrong if you're following your heart, if you're following and listening to within. You can't get it wrong. Any decision we make is better than no decision at all. So I go back to that question of what can I do for simple words, and that's what I want you to focus on. And if you're not sure, if you find yourself saying, I don't know, I want you to do the exact same thing I would encourage you to do if a student said, I don't know to you, which is pretend that you did know. Pretend you 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 knew. You can't get it wrong. We can't get anything wrong. So I link those together, right? We can't get it wrong. Any decision is better than no decision. So if I don't know, what could I do? 
What would I do if I could make my best guess? If I could pretend I did and I want you to do that. I want you to take that small, simple, and strategic step forward. Because when you do, you build your momentum, you get things started, and you can take action. And from action, that's where clarity comes from. We have to take action to get out of our heads so that we can actually take that first step forward to getting things done and living into our true, authentic selves. So with that, I got a little bonus step for you. If you're still feeling stuck in doing all the things, I want you to really ask yourself these four questions to help you identify where may be a good starting point. So I want you to look at your list or look at everything you have written down and I want you to ask, does this task actually need to even be done, right? Does it actually need to get completed or is it something that you arbitrarily set up as something you had to do. And I know you can't see me right now, but that was totally in quotes, right? Anytime it's have to, should, need to, I want you to really question and say, do I actually need to do it? Is that true? Or am I making it up? Am I setting this arbitrary rule and saying this is what I need to do? Um, because then you can ask yourself, if it does need to get done, does it actually need to get done by me? Does it need to get done right now? And then does it need to get done by me right now? This will help you prioritize those things in your day that you can choose to work through. So when you find yourself saying, I need to, I should, I have to, I want you to flip it and say, I choose to, I get to, I love to. I want you to come at it from that, that growth mindset, right? That ability to see the meaning behind, the purpose and the passion behind what we're doing. Because if we're doing it because we should, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say get out of shouldville because when we do that, we're living for someone else outside of ourselves. And the last thing is remember, guys, time is our most valuable currency. A lot of us are finding us ourselves with more time on our hands, which is a beautiful thing. But remember, we still get to choose how we use the time in our day. So I want you to learn to find the value in your time and remember and trust that you can't get it wrong. Trust within and trust the process. You've got it. I'm here. I got your back. I'm celebrating you every step of the way. And please remember, we are stronger together. So if you're feeling stuck, you're not sure what to do, reach out and ask for help. Reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me all the places. And remember, if it's not me, reach out to somebody you do know. Reach out to somebody you trust. Reach out and just ask for help. We are all in this together. We are stronger together. I so hope you enjoyed these 10 steps to staying productive while working at home with or without kids. Remember, it's one small, simple, strategic step at a time. We're going to build our momentum and we're going to face this uncertainty with strength, with courage, with trust, in love and who we are, what we're doing, where we're at with what we got. All right, you guys, that is what I have for you for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, let's connect. If we are not friends yet on Instagram, you can find me at at lindsay.titus828 or over on Facebook, you can search me by Lindsay Titus or my group is Define University, Y-O-U, Define University. Come hang out, come join the squad. 
I would absolutely love to have you. And if you loved this episode or any of the previous episodes, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, sharing it on social media and tagging me in it. I love it so much. It totally brightens my day. And I love that we are getting the message out to all educators that behavior change truly starts from within because when I change me, I can change everything around me. And that is my ultimate goal here at Define University is to really coach and train educators on on making this connection between this mindset work and these behavior strategies so that we can live into our authentic selves, share our story, own who we are, and be the strong educator that I know every single one of us were born to be. All right, you guys, thank you again for listening. I can't wait to drop another new episode next week for you. Until then, have an amazing week ahead. And as always, we will talk soon.